Welcome to the Mechanical Room. Mechanical, mechanical, mechanical. A Centrotherm production focusing on all things in and around the HVAC industry. And now, your hosts, Michael Sakaris and Matthew Price. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Mechanical Room, episode two. Uh, Matthew and I had a uh, fun time putting it together uh, last month. Uh, hopefully, we have a uh, new and exciting uh, show for you this uh, this month. With that said, I'm going to turn it over to my co-host, Mr. Matthew Price, to tell us a little bit about what is on the schedule for the day. Yeah, so we previewed this. Uh, thank you, Michael. And then again, it is a pleasure to be back here for episode two. Uh, we talked a little bit about our guest for episode two in episode one. He is somebody that when we uh, thought about having a podcast, uh, we immediately thought, well, we've got to have Terrence on. Uh, coming up in just a minute here, we're going to bring Terrence Chan in from Impetus Plumbing and Heating out of British Columbia, Canada. Uh, he's got a lot of interesting stories and interesting experience in and around the mechanical room. Uh, plus, he's a you know a great guy um, and uh, just a whiz installer and social media magnate, if you will. Um, really fascinating guy, uh, friend to Central Therm, friend to the show, um, and just a great a great contractor out of out of British Columbia. So we'll, we're going to welcome him in in a second. And of course, we're going to also give away our first prize for the hashtag that's what all the kids are doing these days right hashtag show us your pipe right uh you want to want to recount or uh, or rehash what it is that contest is and then we'll we'll bring in our guest sounds good so uh last uh, month we introduced the show us your pipe hashtag and again it is to showcase uh a craftsman doing their job very well uh we had a lot of entries uh, this past month, and uh, Matthew and I scrubbed it through the uh, stringent selection process that we have, and we do have a winner, and that will be the last, I believe, segment of the show uh, for uh, for the month. Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back with Terrence Chan, Impetus Plumbing and Heating. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Mechanical Room, episode two. We're kicking off uh, the series of guests we have with uh, someone who I'm pretty fond of, I must say, a great contractor and social media star out of British Columbia. Today we have Terrence Chan. He is the president and founder of Impetus Plumbing and Heating. Uh, they do it all, plumbing, heating, drainage, gas, and more, but above all, they strive for excellent on-time service while remaining easy to work with. Uh, check them out, impetusplumbing.com, instagram.com, slash impetusp&h. And Terrence himself is the social media star, instagram.com, slash the underscore underscore impetus. He's on YouTube. He's on TikTok. He's on Twitch. He's on Facebook. You yourself, Mike Zakaris, was on Coffee with Impetus on Twitch. He's on LinkedIn. And they have, uh, they have great merch on their, uh, on their web shop. I'm a proud owner of an Impetus t-shirt. Uh, thanks, Terrence, for, for being on here. Mike, why don't you say hello to our guest? Uh, welcome, Terrence. It's been a while since uh, since I saw you. Welcome. Uh, so 
tell us a little bit about, in your own words, what Impetus is and what you're and what you do in uh, in beautiful BC. Well, as Matt said, uh, there's nothing better what he said. Like you know, we're a company that does everything that we can: uh, plumbing, heating, gas, and much more. Um, straight down to the fact that why we're called Impetus is we, we want to be something that we're a force that makes something happen. And essentially the reason that I built a business was because I wanted to kind of change the industry, kind of change the outlook of what the younger generation is supposed to be uh, within the trades. So Impetus pretty much stands for, you know, us as millennials maybe trying to push forward into um, this trade industry coming forward. That's amazing. And actually, I was going to ask where the name came from. So you, you already got out ahead of that. Um, I, a little I, bit. Like a little bit. I've, I've always talked about where it came from. Um, it, initially, when I always wanted to start my own business, I was always thinking about the word because I, I was pretty good in chemistry. So there's always that word called catalyst that really rang in my head. So ever since I started plumbing, um, I knew that I was going to make a business one day. And for that four or five years, I've always thought about the word catalyst catalyst plumbing and heating and because it was kind of like something that makes a chemical reaction occur so pretty much the same concept of impetus and uh, it came the day where i was finally you know four or five years in into my trade where okay i had to put in the register for for a business name and i put catalyst plumbing and heating and obviously that did not work because some other genius was like hey well we're going to be called catalyst mechanical so then i'm like oh shit that was my dream for the past four years what the hell am i going to do so the next you thing just that... gave me the perfect opportunity to use the bleep i've been looking for that opportunity so we're going to get a good fun mechanical room sound effect to put over that uh and i'll do that in post-production uh that's great and uh if you go check out terrence's linkedin you know you could see his uh bona fides i mean you you worked for a number of plumbing agencies it seemed like I mean, maybe four or five prior to starting your own yeah, uh exactly. you how did you how did you get started in that I, you know i saw that you were an engineering student as well um but there's there's engineering to turning wrenches and actually like you know gutting grease traps and things like that is a, is a slight transition uh how did you get interested in this stuff it, it was a transition um it was usually from my parents so my parents weren't really plumbers or trades, but I guess my dad would be kind of like a secondary trade. I'd say he does, he, he works on arcades. So he works on a lot of control boards and um, you know, he, he gets these machines up and we put coins into and play games and the usual things like screens and consoles and everything all together. And um, you know, he had these partnerships with, I think it was like Sega and all these other Japanese companies like uh, Tyord, I forgot what the names were, but That's it was so all the games cool. that it was the games that you guys usually play back then in the arcade. And he'd buy all these machines from Japan and bring them over. Um, but anyways, that's I guess that's kind of sort of where I got this kind of hands-on work experience from because I kind of do a little bit of hands-on with him here and there. So uh, this is not exactly related to you know the mechanical room itself, but your dad sounds like he had like an awesome job for for a son to have. Were you like the coolest kid in middle school and you had all these arcade games for people to play with? Oh, it was like I'd bring my friends over and then we'd go to the arcade and we had a we had a crap load of tokens. So we <laughs> we'd go in and play games for free. The the only side was, you know, we, we had it it was kind of interesting because that's where I kind of understood the business aspect of things, right? Where just because we had a lot of tokens and we could play all the time, it doesn't mean that we had to hog the machine because at the same time, if we were hogging it and customers wanted to play it, then we would have been taken away from our profits. 
right? So, you know, I, now that I even think about it, there was a little lesson in there when my dad told me to get the hell off the machine when somebody's playing. And, you know, as a kid before, I was just like, no, I don't want to get off. I'm like, why the hell are we getting off for this other guy? It's not his, right? So, um, yeah, it, it was good in that aspect where I kind of learned more about business. But um, going back to the story of, about engineering and all that, how, how I became to go to the plumbing side was, um, you know, I, I pretty much failed the crap out of it. Um, played a lot of games because I was kind of like a trap kid within high school, really didn't go out, do much. And then when I was finally in post, was it post-secondary, you guys call it? I forgot, at university, let's just call that. Um, I did a lot of things I couldn't do before. And I think there was way too much freedom. I didn't know how to control myself, played a lot of games until 4 a.m. Um, a lot of League of Legends, I would call that. Um, till 4 a.m. and then I wake up the next day at like you know 8 o'clock go write my exam my chem exam and walk out in 10 minutes because I, I literally don't know what the hell is on the exam um, so after I dropped the crap out of it and I failed probably like four out of six courses then my parents were like oh go try a trade go do plumbing because we know this plumber that makes good money has a lot of houses blah 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 um, so that's when I tried it. And even before then I, I sat at, I sat at home playing games for a while. I've talked about this in the, in the old videos that I had where I played so much video games that I kind of found out that it wasn't as much fun as I thought it would be. It became different where, you know, I had so much time, but then other people were going to school and I wasn't doing anything. So it felt like either one, I was playing with myself or two, waiting for people to come back to play with them. And it came to the belief where I had to find a job and I couldn't because you know 18 19 years old you don't know what the hell to do you i'm kind of scared myself because i've been working for my parents this whole time and now i have to go and find a job and i'm trying to find jobs and i can't but i don't want to work at mcdonald's because you know there's there's that lack of confidence as well thinking mcdonald's was not the best job right so yes i walked into the trades and i was like okay we're going to try plumbing and if i was going to be doing plumbing i want to be the best at it and i really want to move forward and creating a business one day and that's pretty much what led to all the other things you guys see on LinkedIn where I have five other companies down there because my plan was to get as much experience as possible. And, you know, sometimes life doesn't work out. But for me, you know, everything worked out and it worked out for a reason. Um, I was able to get commercial experience. I was able to get sales experience. I was able to get residential experience. I was able to get residential service and commercial service. So literally all of the the whole pie came in together and when that happened I, I knew i had enough ammo to create my own business did you uh as you were making this transition and you were trying to feel this feel this out did you have a mentor or were you just making this up as you go i mean you're a young guy you own a successful business multifaceted business how did, how did you get it did you just discover it on your own or was was there someone there mentoring you through the process i literally would say i discovered it on my own um I never ask anybody for help. I don't, I, it's, it's the kind of thing I kind of see online where everybody talks about it. Entrepreneurship is kind of inside you, right? When you need to ask for a mentor, sometimes it's not, it, it just becomes so much more different. It's not really you yourself that really were an entrepreneur, but you want to be one. Um, whereas, you know, my thought process was even when I was a kid, I always thought that, hey, I want to be the boss of something. Like I wanted to own something. And I think that carried all the way through where when I grew older, um, I knew that's what I wanted, but there were things along the way that kind of stopped me. Like when I had my sales job, it was really comfortable. And you know, that goes into a whole nother topic of how you make your employees feel and all that stuff. But I was so comfortable that I thought I would be a sales guy forever actually. 
right? Like I could work here for another year, another three years, then do my own company. I don't know. Um, and, and in the end, I, I never did that. But um, I, during that time, since I was unhappy, I was the only thing I would say that really mentored me was maybe reading a book, right? Like I was so bored at KVC that time, uh, selling ball valves and boilers and all that, but I did my job so well that I didn't really have much to do. Um, so when you say book, are you talking about like a marketing book or are you talking about like, you know, Don Quixote? Uh, I wouldn't know how to explain it, but it was called uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's what it was. Okay. Sure, it's, sure. It's, it's a lot of those star starter books for oh, people. So you're talking about a specific book, not, yeah, not specific. a, oh, okay. Not, not just books. You were, you were good at no, it and sitting around. You had all this free time to read books. Okay. Yeah, I, I hate books in general. I, I don't like reading. <laughs> Uh, well, that's funny, talking, obviously, right? Yeah. You, like, so the, so with... you, you kind of know how bored I was that I had to read a book, right? <laughs> that's funny. So that actually kind of dovetails nicely into my into my next question, and also, uh, you know, harkens back to what you were saying about how this is sort of inside you. And there are a great deal of contractors and H HVAC personalities on on the internet, and there are many guys who are doing social media in a very effective way, right? And you are definitely one of those guys. Uh, so I was I was curious about, you know, what's the impetus, the hybridization of this digital marketing, which that really is what social media is. You're marketing yourself, you're marketing your company, be it on TikTok and Twitch. And I must say that I really enjoy your content. It's informative. It's um, it's very personal. It's funny. Often um, it showcases your great work. There's a, it's wide. And I have two questions about it. Like one, you know, what's your favorite stuff to make? And in general, this is sort of a personal question, uh, you know, my own interest. How much post-editing stuff prior to post posting on the internet do you do, or is it all just uh, imp improvised and uh, you know, off you go? Um, that's a really great thing. Like, I'll address even before the questions of this this whole concept that I have of why I really want to do that marketing because it, it kind of goes back to the beginning where we all talk about what I really want to push in the trade. Um, and what we want to really show outside to people that there's more to the trade than you know just again like small things like soldering right like mm -hmm. we just want to bring it more vast uh to the rest of the people and show them and and for me as a business thing i as, as you probably know back then i posted everything as impetus pnh right and the reason that i wanted to step away from there is because i wanted to get something more <laughs> wide wide range where i didn't have to put myself into just posting about plumbing and heating all the time because I feel like I had more of a character of something that I wanted to show people. And, you know, I don't want people coming back to me in my DMs all the time telling me, oh, you shouldn't post this on your plumbing and heating company. I mean, of course, it's none of their business. But at the same time, I, I, can, I can get that view, view side of it where, you know, maybe I shouldn't, right? Maybe I should really make a name for myself. In, in that retrospect. And the whole reason why I do that, where a lot of people don't understand, and you know, I, I get a lot of this concept from watching videos online as well, is just that, you know, branding is a real way of pushing out your business. Um, everybody always talks about return on investment and all that crap, but like, oh, there's no easier way to explain it than the views, right? Let's just say, sure. Absolutely. Let's I mean, I can you, speak to that just to, just to cut in quickly. You did a video of one of our flex kits. It's got something like 56,000 views on Instagram. I mean, it's yeah. not a joke. That is being seen by a larger amount of people that are in many, many cities in Canada. You know, that's amazing. It speaks for itself in that in that exact way. 
yeah and, and then bringing that story back in it's just like what do you mean what's the return on investment like how hard is it to take your phone out and film five minutes and be able to get fifty-six thousand views or even a hundred views and what return on investment that was five minutes of your freaking time <laughs> like yeah, some things are not quantifiable right i mean yeah. you can't quantify what the return is on 56,000 views. It's 56,000 views. Yeah, and let's just say even a thousand. People see so little of it. Like, let's just say even a hundred. A hundred people knew the fact that your name is Impetus. Like, each time that hundred quantifies and each time you post, it's different hundred people. Or even if it's the same people, people are more interested and they know more about your name. And that's where the return comes in, the brand, the brand recognition, right? It, it, It always comes down to that. Like, how do we know what the difference between a Mercedes and Toyota is? We all, like I start putting that out a lot, right? It's because one side brands itself as more luxurious and the other side brands itself as more of a, you know, regular commodity where we can, it's something that's has a long lifetime, long lifespan. People like driving it, it's stable and the other one's luxurious. So that's the whole concept of branding as well when you're doing your business. And that's the way that I kind of want to brand my business. And the fact that one, I can brand it by itself, that it's luxurious, but two, I can also brand a personnel behind it that also speaks daily and kind of lives that life, not like not the luxurious goal lifestyle, but the lifestyle of what I really talk about and what I really am passionate for. Sure. So you as a business owner, do you do you look at old school advertising and marketing type techniques? Or are you all in on digital? I'm all in on digital. I would not do anything old school. The, the only old school thing that I would touch maybe I've thought about before was just postcards, right? And, and I direct feel like, mail. yeah, direct mail. I think that was more for customers. And I feel like those don't really work. But again, in in the in when it's in the mail and somebody sees it and if i make it black and gold enough that's the marketing side that i want i just want people to know that whenever they see the black and gold and they see the vans around that they think of impetus i don't even care about if they think about what impetus is it's just i want them to know that black and gold is impetus plumbing heating just like that without eventually the logo right without seeing a logo everybody knows what this is right i just happen to have it on my desk here at home right jump out for sure yeah that's why when i think about postcards i'm just like i don't really care about putting pricing or whatever on there i just want to make it flash so that when people see it they know it sure uh you want impetus to be like the swoosh if you will um which is amazing because you are doing that um and i know that you're doing that because i see it on your instagram when someone else another tradesman uh has one of your stencil stickers on their you know be it in their truck or on uh the you know the the toolbox in the garage whatever you've got it such that they you know they're posting those photos and showing you that they they've got those stickers on there and another thing terence does that i really like as well is uh and i have a, a question about this um was there any pushback do you get pushback when you ask impetus chris impetus daryl and the rest of the team to have a bit of an Instagram presence for themselves. Is there are they are they into it as well? They buy right into it, um, and they're ready to start creating on their own. Um, or is there a little bit of uh, you know this is kind of what we do here, and you know I mean whether you like it or not, I have to I have to imagine people are ready to do it because it's fun. You know it's fun. It, it's a bit of both, and that's a really it's actually a really great question at the same time because it, it's really what my company stands for, right? It's 
when when you're coming in there there is that pushback before and you know that force from that pushback is now not really here anymore um i would say and and that's not because of the employee whatsoever it's just i think the culture and everything that changes and i think before when we talk about impetus plumbing heating it wasn't really this concept um and as it grew more and more that we wanted to get more into that side of let's just say marketing that's when it grew into this concept where i start hiring all these other guys and before they come in we tell them that this is what it's about right it's not just about plumbing and heating it's it's just much more about you really trying to lead together with the company to be something that's more sought after for for let's just say leading into the industry for the next generation and really trying to change that aspect of everything as well so um pushback there was yes and moving forward what we had to talk about in the new year of January, actually, it's actually really recent that we actually made it more mandatory for people to post. And that's why a lot more people have been asking me, why do you guys have impetus PNH on there? Why do you guys have this there? Um, and that's the whole reason because me telling my guys that it just meant I've made an impact already. It means people did realize it. Um, and they had, they have to realize themselves that it's part of the business and it's part of the marketing and that it's not really about, me trying to force them to do it that it's part of their work now it's just that that's what impetus is about like if you can't really do that it's not that i don't like you i don't want you but we're not on the same page we can't align but this is what you join in for practically to answer your question yeah that's great and i mean those guys are also creating great content i mean uh i know that you follow our page uh when impetus chris posts a photo you know, I'll share, I'll share it. It's, you know, he's proud of his installation, just like you, you know, you are yours, right? So uh, that's the golden I think that's rule. great. That's What's the golden it? rule, Matthew. The golden rule is if you can't post it, then it's, then it's probably not good enough. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, that's funny. Okay. So back, back to that about posting and, and what gets posted. Uh, how much, how much editing do you do? Just out of curiosity on, on video stuff. I'm just curious. Cause I question. do a ton of editing. I do a ton of question. I know. I, just, I, 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 know I, I go back to prop this one. stuff. I do color correction. I mean, it really depends on what what the kind of source material is or where it's going. Um, very rarely does something come to me that I can go and go right onto Facebook with it. I will generally yeah. do something to it, you know, a saturation or something to that effect. So just curious, because you you're on all of the platforms, so yeah. uh, they all have different requirements and and different stylistic bits to them. So just curious about your process. To be honest, I'm lazy as f, right? So <laughs> I rather just make the freaking video and just post it up. Um, and a lot of the times where you kind of see, I kind of reuse a lot of content right now, and, and that's really a way for people to boost their page, let's just say, because there is old content when you have new followers they don't see whatsoever. Um, but when I do do editing, I maybe say I spend about 30, 20 to 30 minutes at most, or maybe even 40 if it's a really big video. And that's kind of why Coffee coffee with Impetus kind of died down a little because I, I had to do my renovations for my house. Um, I don't really like this setup I currently have. It doesn't give me the vibes, right? So if I don't have that vibe, I'm not really vibing of doing a weekly video as well. Sure. Um, but I do have a new idea coming out that I want to be pulling out there. But which I can't share yet. Um, get the, can we get like the early uh, the early uh, announcement here so we can? Uh, yeah, know, take yeah. I'll do a little early announcement. I, I've been thinking about doing um, live reservations, like for for Instagram. So live live, live video. Okay. Reservations. 
So what I want to have job, booking a job per se, right? Exactly. So oh, what oh, I want, so the 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 begin not the not the end product. So you're talking about taking maybe taking your viewers, your followers through the entire uh, process, basically. No, 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 not that. Uh, I'm oh, more so talking okay. about it's kind of like uh, what what we have right now. Have a talk. Um, I want to do more Instagram lives, right? So that I can make videos. But in relation to that, I don't want to be the one picking to do that. I want to give people a reservation window within a month where I want people to book in their times, right? So I'll put out 30 minutes, let's say a day, and then somebody can put out that, put schedule themselves in in that time slot. So it'll always be a surprise. Right? Well, I'll be ready to, to get on that one. I'll be happy to do it. I have so, all the effects ready for you on the, um, <laughs> you know, in the, in the video conferencing. So I'm ready to rock, man. Yeah, so, so that's what I essentially want to do, and that's the that's the real idea behind it, where um, I can get more followers engaged, so that they want they feel like they want to be part of the show, and it's not really my picking process, right? Because if I were to pick, obviously, sometimes you know I'm not gonna lie, it goes to the fact that who are the ones that are really making a noise out there. But it sure. doesn't mean I don't want to give love to the guys that also follow, and I think that they should be heard as well because everybody has different opinions, and I, I think that there's always interest in those kind of opinions where. Um, are actually unheard of sometimes, right? Because sure. they're just a smaller account. Oh, so that, that's interesting you say that. You're almost uh, crowdsourcing ideas and, and you're opening it up beyond your kind of scope of what you may be thinking at any given time. You're opening it up to anybody to bring a, a, a cool idea or crowdsourcing these ideas with oh, yeah, anybody yeah. That's following you. Yeah, whatever they want to talk about, right? Like, you know, they, they schedule it in reserve 30 minutes, let's talk about business. Okay, if we don't wanna talk about business, let's talk about daily life, let's talk about golf. I, I don't care what the hell it is, right? It's and just that, that also may open up avenues into, and this is me kind of thinking about this, correct me if I'm wrong, this is opening up an audience maybe that, an idea in an audience to you to get the impetus name out and to get your name out to yeah. a bigger cross-section of people that you might not have reached before. Yeah, and and I think that's, that's my ultimate goal, right? Like, I don't wanna keep, standing in that really small niche of just plumbers and tradesmen um yeah. the whole point of the impetus is to really show what the trades world really is and the more that we can get people that are not in the trades the more impact we actually make because if or I, parallel trades too right i mean if yeah. you could bring somebody in from the electrical side or from you know wherever a parallel trade that can learn from what you do or vice versa precisely that's one of the reasons i really enjoyed the content that you make right um it's not limited to grease traps and you know and that type of stuff right I, I'm, I'm the website guy at centrotherm right i don't honestly know a tremendous amount of technical stuff about the mechanical room i i know some um but you know if it was all minutiae that was really deep about you know the parts of a boiler or how this came together in a way you might lose me i like when you do like I'm at this restaurant and this is a food review and you know <laughs> that kind of stuff the, or or you're in your truck and and um the ones that i really enjoy are uh i mean again i like all the stuff that you do but uh i i like when you have sort of um you're musing about what happened at the job today and it doesn't the job itself what you did install the boiler put in whatever hung drywall did whatever it is that you did that day is almost irrelevant most of the time it's the stuff that happened, the interaction between you and the client, um, you know, something that happened with the with the team, um, that kind of stuff. It's you, like you offer very personal, real world experience stuff. Uh, often you give advice, and usually you just sort of tell stories 
and um i mean it's it's obviously very genuine because it's all i mean usually pretty fresh when it happens like yeah like i just left this job site and this is what happened kind of thing <laughs> is is one of my favorites um you know and it's, it's funny because that could get you know you've been angry at times you know or upset about something and then the flip side is oh i'm at krispy kreme with, with daryl and we're getting these delicious ones and it's you know it, it's fun so it's a good swap and it's it, it just it, it humanizes you and doesn't make you it makes you a person not just yeah. uh, an agency not just an you know an installer and i think that's one of the um one of the reasons why you, you're popular and people people like enjoy your stuff yeah i, 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 I think so too. on that real quick uh, the, the concept of the mechanical room, our podcast here is, you know, all things in and around, you know, the HVAC space and the mechanical room. And the reason why we thought we would, uh, we wanted you really early in on the episode is because you give a broad view, uh, on what happens in and around the mechanical room. And, and we're hoping that, this, you know, the show does a lot of things, I think. And one of the things we want to do is, is, uh, use it to kind of, uh, show the market what uh, you know what can be done in and around the, me the mechanical room, and show new younger generation tradesmen, uh, you know new techniques, new things to try. And that's why we were really you know when Matthew and I were talking about guests, we wanted you uh, early uh, on our show list because you you know if someone is following you and to a plug to your to your tools that you use, uh, if someone is following you, they're seeing it all right. They're seeing the really cool craftsman job. They're seeing the dirty and ugly jobs. And they're seeing you in a light mood, you know, after the job as well. You create a, the the programming that you do, if I can call it that. You provide a really nice, uh, you know, kind of full view, 360 view of what happens in the life of uh, of someone that's in the mechanical room. So we we commend you for that. It's really Thanks. refreshing to see um, folks doing you know doing their day to day, but also you know your guys in these videos are genuinely having a good time and like you know obviously the job is getting done but then it's like hey we're gonna freeze this this bottle of coke with this like i don't know nitroglycerin thing that you had or whatever it was i'm gonna chill this soda with this tool that i have and you know it's hilarious and it's funny um and then you know and then you get down you know, and and what does that take it took 10 seconds on instagram for you to do that kind of thing and then you get back to business and, and you know and get it done but everybody's laughing having a quick break and and uh you know it's really really interesting yeah. I, I don't have access to that tool so i was like wow interesting you know so uh i mean like i said i i think i've now just from memory pulled out maybe like seven or eight different posts of yours over the last however many months that you know that we've been acquainted um just because they are memorable like that and that's really what the key is the key is good content so um that's the thing about it though right like i think a lot of people think what's a lot of there's too much perception even when i talk to my guys about what content really is um i don't really think a lot of them is good content but i just post it because it documents a lot and and i think that's the, that's a huge difference because um literally i might think this tool is a piece of shit and and i'll just post about it but then it turns out like 10 other people think the same like you, you never know that's that's the biggest difference and you know when i do the coke thing i don't think it'll it'll pop off when when i do because been there's there are times where i just say i'm going to post this and i'm just going to spend an hour on it and it's just like TikTok. you find out that you spent an hour on something but you had a hundred views right right and then or you, you spend five, out, se five seconds on something and it gets ten thousand or something yeah and then for some reason you cut a golf ball and you get like two million views yeah. like <laughs> Where the hell does that come from? You just don't know. So where I tell the guys is it's not about you thinking what the perfect post is. It's about you just posting. Anything is different 
because what you guys see is just what I just like to post. Like you guys found it interesting, and that's what gravitated towards the fact that hey, you're an interesting person. But all I was doing myself was just documenting what I do, pretty much what I do daily. Like there's nothing different. Like I don't do it just for the gram. It's because hey, I really wanted to freeze that bottle of Coke. <laughs> Somebody told me that you can freeze yeah. a bottle of Coke, and I'm just like, okay, well, let's try it. That's sort of the same attitude that we have here for this podcast as well, which is why it's not limited to um, like specifically heat exchanger talk, you know, and yeah. things like that, and the price of, of crude oil and how it affects, you know, that kind of thing. You know, we're not we're not quite there, but it is a mechanical room podcast. Uh, yeah. So we'll, uh, let's 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 move towards the conclusion of this interview with a couple of actual. Well, I, I have one, I have a couple. Oh, more no, 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 no. Well, we got we're not quite done yet. So yeah, we have, go ahead, but I was I want to ask actually some technical questions or about some stuff in the mechanical well, room. Yeah, 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 I'd like to, to shift to that direction too. So, uh, you know, you're in the field, you're seeing things changing, right? You know, newer generation of, uh, of uh, craftsmen coming in, technicians coming in. What are some of the trends that you're seeing from a business owner as it relates to the mechanical room that you're trying to adapt your business to? Where, where, what does you know the mechanical room look like? You know, two, three, five years out versus today. What, what are the trends? What, what's changing? The, you're just talking about mechanical rooms in general or just a trade just, in general? You're, you're, even your business, mechanical rooms in your business. Uh, how is the business evolving? How is the mechanical room evolving? The business is really changing in the aspect and where it always goes ties back to everything that I talk about at the beginning is really wanting to lead industry and change it. And I feel like the fact that I want this change is there is not there's too big of a gap for experience right now. And because we've come into the generation or the side where everything's about building investments and all these things and everything is just moving incredibly fast. Everything revolves about money. It's always money, 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 money. And every business is about bottom line, right? And and to be quite frank, I can call some companies out here and especially wholesalers like the ones we use like Emco, you know, sometimes I get choked because I'm buying products from you, but you keep bringing shit products which are fucking bottom line. And that shit makes me angry because we keep having to buy these shitty products. And then afterwards you lose my business and you're asking me, what can I do more? I'm like, well, what the hell do you want me to do? You're not, you're not holding Vega, right? You're not, you're not holding these products that we actually like to use and we trust, but you bring out these other brands that we have problems with all the time. And then you say that we don't give you the business. Like, well, you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the whole idea of it. And it's not just revolving around these wholesalers, it revolves around these other companies. And that's why we try to make impetus a different company that really trains the hell out of our guys. Right. Um, they might be young, but it's such a big difference when we have one guy that came as a fourth year that came from a union company, not even union, or let's just say another company. And he's worked there for five years and he's a fourth year as well. You can compare Chris to any of those guys. You can compare Daryl to any of those guys. We, our guys would run circles around them. And I'm not saying that for everyone outside. And of course, I'm not just trying to uh, make that comparison, but it's just the trend that I see, the people that I bring in. Um, the good guys obviously are all at the top, but sorry, sorry so go ahead. No, I, I, I want to jump in there real fast because you yourself, self-starter, not um you say you you kind of looked internal no specific mentor but that's not true of your guys is it you're you're that guy now um yeah. providing that foundation of experience that uh you know and also i mean clearly seeing 
um, sort of the wide berth that that a company like this can connect and footprint that it can have. Uh, so it's kind of funny. Um, I wonder is that is that something you consciously are aware of that you you kind of did it on your own, and now you're bringing up a team. Yeah, is that, I'm bringing are up you, a team. I'm I'm consciously aware of it, and I, that's what I really want to do. When when a team comes in and they're they're a bunch of younger guys, uh, like my age or really similar to my age, I. I don't think I know everything in life, but at the same time, I try to mentor in a way that I believe that I'm somewhere that I can help you. And I'm not trying to play God, but I'm trying to say that, hey, um, if you're coming into this company, then you have to believe me, right? And and with that belief, I want to get you to somewhere as well, where it's at least the same space that I'm in and the same mentality of trying to let you know that there's more to life than just money, right? Because every guy that comes in, it's always, um, Everybody thinks, the thing about impetus when we think about gold and black, everybody thinks they're coming in and they're going to make a shitload of money. And that's one of the biggest problems because they're coming in from another trades back, not another trades back, but they're coming in from another company that's paying them a lot higher. And when they come down, they're like, why is Terrence paying me a lot less? But they don't understand um, that there's so much more that you gain from this company versus another company. And you know, it kind of ties back to the fact that there's not enough experience out there, but sorry, I'm going all over the place here, but essentially when we're talking about mentoring, it's really, I want to find a person that really knows uh, what their plan in life is, right? I want them to come into this company having a purpose and not just a purpose of money all the time. Um, I think more, more than a job is, is essentially yeah. what you want to set this up is is a bit more than a job. I mean, it is sort of a there's an element of it that that it, impetus is kind of a lifestyle is is I think what you're trying to to yeah. to say here. And uh, so I mean, I, I use Daryl and Chris because they're the ones that I that I know. I mean, I personally know Daryl. We met at the uh, at the AHR show uh, two years ago, I guess it was. Uh, that, was, was right that, that, that was William. <laughs> was that what? No. Yeah, Darryl. that was that was Will, but he's no longer here. Oh well, I'm sorry to hear that. I, 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 are you sure about that? I guess another way of saying it, maybe it's a conversation that Matthew and I uh, talk about when we talk about marketing. What is what is the you know what's the the button that we're pressing? Is it an intrinsic motivation or is it an extrinsic motivation, right? And money is is an extrinsic motivation where you know quality and you know your 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 work uh, that you do does it provide you enjoyment? Is it more of an intrinsic? Yeah. So I get that, which uh, which kind of leads me to uh, to uh, to a question with something you said earlier that I don't want to escape. You you mentioned distribution, and yeah. as you know, I spend a lot of time with distribution and, and reps and kind of our chat our channel our value chain as I call it. But what do you expect? I think you you alluded to something earlier, but what do you expect? You don't have to mention names, uh, but what do you expect from a good distributor what do you want from them and what and do you get that in today's world mm. one i'm going to say quality no. products and they you know maybe not bring <laughs> the products that you want and again that's why i said don't mention any names i don't want to get he had a pretty <laughs> short answer there you know if i were to mention names i mention all of them right okay. Arto gibson emco wolseley andrew sherrits all of them are, are like that it doesn't matter who they are all of them always think about business and i don't think it's wrong right i think money is definitely the thing that talks Right. But I think that, you know, when you bring in products and you sell your guys or you sell your contractors, there has to be a reason behind it. Um, like, do you really want it's the same thing as us branding? What do you want to brand your own company as? Right. The one that's reliable and actually gives good products out so that you make good money or you want to be that company that gives the shit products. And actually, you're making money off of the shit products because the contractor is also a cheap ass. 
right? Like, I think there's that difference. And the hardest part is, you know, just for you guys and, and just for us, like you guys have the trouble of having people to stock, but we're having the trouble of having to buy the product because it's not stocked. Because again, they're like, oh, we don't see an interest in that. Um, and, and it's hard when you're a service company as well, because you just buy a variety of things. Everybody right. wants to have stocking power, but where the hell are you going to have a stocking power if you do a variety of things? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think a good, a good company, like I've ran into a lot of people, it, they're good salesmen. And what they do is they really try to provide and get me what I need and really give me the best things out there. But the problem that always stops them is the fact that they have to fight against the politics above their head where the magic can't happen afterwards for me. So if I want to bring in a product, it turns out now they got a slap on the wrist. No, you can't buy that product for Terrence. Like that, that, that's what always happens, I think, within the industry. And, you know, it's something that's really hard to change. So I got a question then. Um, so I, obviously you're a friend to Inaflu and Centrotherm. Um, when you're turning wrenches, when you're installing stuff, what else do you like? What other, what other brands out there are ones that you would say that you are either loyal to or have an affinity for or turn to always? And what's what do you want that, that you can't get at those wholesalers? Sorry, ask that question again. I need to hear the so beginning. I'm, I'm just looking for uh, parallel manufacturers, uh, brands that, that would go into installations. You know, like I know you're a Navian installer, right? But yeah. but what else, what other brands out there, tools um, and otherwise, do, do you consist, consistently finding yourself turning to? And are there any that you can't, that are, aren't stock where you want them to be? Um, I don't know. That, that one's a really hard one to ask. It's just tools in general. and But manufacturers, I can tell you, like, you know, man, manufacturer or even tool manufacturer, I guess. I, I like to turn to a lot of manufacturers that really pay attention. And one, it's not, it's not the attention that I seek that you need to give me free shit. It's not the attention that I seek that uh, you need to make a lot of noise. It's the attention of customer service, right? Um, that's really big to me. So even if I didn't know you guys or I didn't talk to you guys a lot, what I'd expect from any manufacturer is that if I were to have a problem, it's going to be dealt with. And it doesn't matter if I'm a smaller guy from Vancouver. It doesn't matter if I'm a one-man show. I want to know that you're going to take care of anybody that I pass over to you, right? Like if I have a friend that started his own business and he had a problem with Centrotherm, I don't, I don't expect Centrotherm to not call this guy back and, and wait a week or even two weeks. And then my friend tells me I don't have an answer. And then to me, that just would piss me off because I'd just be like, well, Central Guy Therms are really nice, but you know they treat me really well, but why are they not treating this guy well? Then I feel like there's a lot of favoritism in there. And it, I feel like that's not what a, a manufacturer should be. It should be people who really care about it, right? And, sure. and one company I would always, it's not you guys, one company I would always call out is, I've always been calling them out, is Milwaukee. Right. I don't ask free shit from Milwaukee, um, and, but I love calling them out because every time I have a tool issue, you know, they have a sales guy or one guy that says, oh, yeah, let's not have this problem. We're trying our best to do this and that. And then the same shit occurs. And then you come see on these Instagram things is, yeah, they have a lot of the biggest influencers in there. Right. That are saying, hey, let's they, got a, they got a very big marketing budget. Yeah. You got a big marketing budget. You got the greatest guys out there. And I love those guys to death. I talk to those guys every day and I don't hate on them for doing it because at the end of the day, work is work, marketing is marketing. But there's those other people in the darker corners that are complaining about the tools that they have tools broken and then there's no answers, right? Like you try to you try to DM a company like that and it's that big sure. and for some reason they don't even answer their DMs. And I'm not saying DMs the only process, but 
what if I'm trying to reach out to, to people at the end of the day? Sometimes I don't even get answers back, right? And yeah. it feels like, yeah, sometimes when you get that pissed off, then one guy does answer you, but then you, the trend keeps going. You know, I, so, I, I, yes, or, yes or no also, you, and you don't even have to elaborate. So you're, you're bemoaning a little bit of customer service out there. Um, you with an established company, just big, big installs. Do you feel that you sometimes even get special treatment sometimes and you still feel that way? So you're a known you're a known commodity, right? You're you yeah. people they, people know you. I've seen you do giveaways and 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 work with other manufacturers and stuff like they they know who you are, right? Um, you know, very big company. You got you do do great um you do great work and people know about it, right? And they notice. Yeah. So I mean, you're still you're still experiencing some of these issues. Yeah. Is that, and that's despite uh despite having notoriety. So right. So what chance does the guy with no online profile, no you know, I mean, what chance does that person have? Is I think what you're maybe trying to say, right? Yeah, I, I think like for me, I, I want the manufacturer to give everybody that chance. And, and I, I like to be that middle person sometimes, right? It's because if I really believe in your product, I want to believe in that you'll take care of anybody that has an issue. Um, not just the fact because I'm favorited, because I can help you do th th these giveaways whatsoever. It's just that if I had a problem and my friend had a problem and anybody else that's following me had a problem, I need you to get on that shit ASAP, right? Because I, I want you to have that same quality that you're giving me to anybody else. And, and that's what that's what really that's what really drives me when I want to work with people. Yeah. So that's pretty shout cool out to that's more it's more than about you. You're more it's more about the industry and having good customer service for the industry, not just you, because you you are recognized uh you know from for social media and for high quality and in, in a large company, you know, in, in your market. You want everybody to get that same service yeah, to better. Like, the whole I, I don't. I don't want that bullshit of like, yeah. Of course, we get free stuff here and there, right? And you know, that's that's the process of because I'm not just gonna do free work too, right? right. That that's that's business, right? When when we talk about it, it's it's strictly business. But you know, if I were to really work with your business, I, I really have to believe in your model, right? And and at any time, if you're gonna treat somebody else that's different just because they don't have a lot more things, then I don't think I want to work with that company. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. that's just as plain and simple as it is because then that company is not really in the same plane as I am where we're trying to push the industry forward, right? Sure, sure. All right, Mike, I got one more. So before, okay. if you've got anything else, it, now's I your chance to get at them. Fire away. All right, so uh, okay, so we, we've covered a great, a, a wide array of stuff uh, this afternoon and I thank you for coming on. We, uh, you know, uh, we, we, of course, really enjoy, enjoy what you do both, uh, you know, on the screen and, you know, in the mechanical room. Um, I think this is a good way to wrap this up with, with this. I'm going to ask you to give some advice to two different subsets of the HVAC trade, right? Um, I think it actually will, will really close this off nicely, right? So, so what would you have to say? What one piece of advice would you give to one the up and coming apprentice type who's just getting, you know, still wet behind the ears, who's, you know, needs needs a lesson and you're going to give it to him right now. And two, the grizzled veteran in the field who's been doing it since you were, you know, in kindergarten or whatever it is, who is maybe stuck in their ways. Right. So what piece of advice would you give the journeyman guy who's been around for forever, who uh, who needs a, a desperate, you know, reimagining of, of, of a certain thought process? And then the rookie. I think when we really 
what it really boils down to is I would probably give the same advice, right? I, I always think you need to keep those ears open. And I, I know it's hard. Honestly, it's hard, even for me. Like sometimes I would just hear something and I just don't want to listen to it because I don't want to change, right? Um, but I, I think a lot of people should put more time into it. And if you were, and I think the trades guys just need to be a little bit more different in trying to, to put the message out. Like if, if I want something to change, it has to be more persistency. Um, it, it shouldn't just be like, oh, you're a shitter. You're doing this stuff wrong. You're doing that wrong. I've done this for 10, 20 years. It should have been this. It should have been that. But it's not like, where, where's the where's the difference in mentality is, hey, why did you do this, right? Like, let's, let's walk in your shoes first before I call you a shitter, right? Uh, and, and I think that works for both ways because as an apprentice, it's the same thought process of, hey, if you're a journeyman and I'm wet behind the ears and I don't know anything, I want to know why you did this as well. Right. And, and I think there's there's more questions that need to be asked before judgment is put onto uh, a, a lot of it, um, because, yeah, they're they're crap. You know, when we talk back about the mechanical runes and mechanical rooms is, yeah, there are shitty installs out there. Uh, there are installs that make no sense. Um, but I think sometimes it, it comes down to really knowing why that guy did it. It's just like it, it's more so asking. And a lot of times when I do see something wrong, I don't really put onto the comments. I more so message the guy and be like, hey, uh, I just was curious, how come you did this? You know, for me, it's wrong over here, but it doesn't mean it's wrong over there. So why don't we chat about it? And then, you know, sometimes people take, people are receptive, but sometimes people are not. Like, uh, and, and then and then they'll think that you're calling them out when all you wanted to tell them is, you know, what your experience was and you what you want to learn. And that also ties back to the fact that why whenever I travel, I like to go to every else's business because I want to learn about what these businesses do and I, I think all of that is just trying to be more open to the knowledge there is um, and I think there's always more than one way to 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 skin, skin a cat as they call it right I, I also think you know there's just so many people that are always set on you must do this and if you don't do this you're wrong and even the bigger names out there right like everybody keeps saying that and, and I don't that, I think that's just the hardest thing, you know, rookies are not bigger guys are not. I think there's always some, there's supposed to be more opening behind it. Not just I'm absolutely right. I think everybody in the trades always wants to be absolutely right, but I think there's more behind it. And I think um, if you're trying to mentor somebody and you're telling them they're wrong, then ask why they did it first. I, I, that, that would be the ultimate advice. So old guys and rookies alike, just keep an open mind, listen, you have two ears and one mouth, that kind of vibe. And, uh, and you know, don't be afraid to, to learn from a mistake and be open to new techniques and processes. That's a- Both, both sides uh, can learn from the other. The experienced person can learn from something fresh and new. The fresh and new person can learn something from the experienced uh, individual. It, it goes a long way. It's, it's, it's always, everybody always says that, right? But nobody ever does it. it it's, it's hard. It's the hardest <laughs> thing for us to, to really conceptualize and really get get it to work but you know even if i say that i i can't follow it sometimes either. right easier said than done right yeah. i mean that's just yeah, how it true. is but but keeping it at the forefront uh i mean that is good advice and i think it is good good advice for both of those demographics 
Um, so it's, it's funny that you hybridize those two very different sets because, uh, you know, you get somebody else different and then they might have some very specific words for the, the journeymen's who are making hey. the same mistakes and yada, 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 or these whippersnappers who think that they know everything already and yada, yada, yada. So, uh, I think that's great advice. The rookies, right? Like keep your mouth shut and keep working. You know, that that's what everybody keeps saying when they're a journeyman. I'm like, well, come on, man. Like <laughs> it's, it's different now, right? Like back in the day, obviously you keep your mouth shut because you don't have an area to find the experience. But right now, why would you keep your mouth shut if half the time that I could find all the stuff you're doing on Google? Yeah, yeah, True. fascinating. I mean, that's interesting. You present a uh, really unique uh, viewpoint from both in and outside of the mechanical room. So Terrence, thank you so much uh, for being here on the mechanical room. Thank you very much. I guess before we cut out is, uh, I, uh, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? follow you what is your go-to uh platform uh instagram how, how do people learn more about terence and impetus uh anywhere so everything that you've mentioned from before linkedin TikTok, shoot a dm or slide into my dm that's what they call it or uh, if you want a TikTok message on there if you want linkedin message on there um I think even on Instagram, there's that email function. And then on YouTube, just put a comment. I don't know. There's so many ways, like whichever way you try to message me with, you'll get, you're going to get back to like, I leave no comments or DMS unturned. Ever. He's, he's, you're giving that customer service that you so want out of your manufacturers, right back to your, to your following exactly. out, like, out in the web. I, 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 I strive for what I say, you know, like I, if I were to do that, I want everybody else to do that. And that's why I always think about it's all about customer service for me, right? If I can do that, then there's no bullshit from you that you can't. It's funny how we go, we talk about a wide array of stuff and we always come back to these, you know, these um, sort of Aesop's fables or these truths, right? You know, practice what you preach, easier said than done, that sort of stuff. It's funny how these baselines are really just true no matter where you turn in and around the mechanical room and beyond, right? It's true. It's true. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate All right, it. Yeah, it was a it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you up in Vancouver if the borders open soon. Hopefully, that will be sometime soon. Thanks, guys. We really, really appreciate it, Terrence. I'll be in touch. Thanks so much. Okay. We'll be watching on TikTok and Twitch and LinkedIn and all on YouTube and all that stuff. You know it. All right, I'll find you guys there. All right, yeah. cool. Thank you very much for your time. Well, Matthew, uh, last episode, episode one, we talked about a promo that we're going to be running uh, every month called Show Us Your Pipe, hashtag Show Us Your Pipe, uh, where we would showcase a, uh, a installation, either a very well done installation or maybe something from the wall of shame. Uh, in, this, uh, in this month, I think we found something that's going to highlight something really nice. Uh, we had a lot of entries that we went through and we did uh, have a hard time picking one, uh, but we did pick something out of New York City, I believe. So can you give us a little bit of info on our lucky winner for uh, our first uh, swag pack? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I think you introduced that, that quite nicely there. I don't know that we're going to highlight the Hall of Shame necessarily. Maybe we can have a different promo. We'll still collect those pictures, I think. They're yeah, always fun to see. We absolutely should collect those pictures. Have a highlight reel, you know, maybe at the end of the uh, at the end of the there year. The, the worst of 2021. There's uh, uh, actually a great Instagram account that's uh, that's based in British Columbia. I, ironically, you know, our guest was uh, from British Columbia. It's, it, that that highlights that Surrey's worst plumbers. Everybody check them out on Instagram. It's really really funny stuff. Um, so, anyways, for the February episode of Show Us Your Pipe, the victor 
is Big City Plumbing and Heating out of New York, out of Southern New York, that is, Manhattan, Long Island. They have uh, three offices down there. And this particular installation is in Brooklyn. It's a 20-unit apartment building with four common-vented Navian tankless water heaters. Um, I will, you know, the link to that Instagram post is uh, in the description here. So check it out. There's a series of fun photos there, including the, the beautiful exterior of the building. Then something I haven't actually seen too much. They, uh, they spray painted the outline of where, uh, you know, the, the rack system would go on the back of the wall, which would be kind of funky or strange, except the signature move for, for big city is on uh, on display here with the, the gorgeous diamond plate behind the units. This is a great photo. Uh, it's a great installation. These guys are doing this all over uh, Long Island, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens um, regularly. Uh, Mike Polidoro is the, is the cameraman on this one. He's also the licensed master plumber and the founder and president of Big City Plumbing and Heating. They're at bigcityplumbingandheating.com. Go check them out. They're the winners for the February Show us your pipe. Uh, yeah, round of applause. Let's put it in there. Um, and uh, yeah, they'll be they'll be getting a a pack of Centrotherm merchandise, and of course, all the accolades that come with winning. Show us your pipe. So, episode two winners: Big City Plumbing, Mike Polidoro. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations. Uh, thanks for supporting us. That was incredible. Um, I think we really kicked off episode two here with a really, really strong guest, Terrence. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I hope you're still uh, you're still listening here. Uh, he's doing amazing stuff. I, I really recommend anybody who is uh, is listening here check out the description and and peruse those Instagram feeds. Not only will you see that really astonishing and well crafted installation photography, but you'll see the fun stuff that he's talking about as well. We we hit on cutting a golf ball in half and and using I don't even know what kind of frost machine freezer device. I don't even know what that machine does, but he had it at the job and then they chilled some soda with it and they ha and they're all having a great time. You can see the camaraderie. You can see that they're proud of what they do. Uh, Impetus Plumbing and Heating, BC. Those guys are great. Thank you so much for coming on, Terrence. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Um, what do you think, Mike? Yeah, uh, very excited to have had uh, to have had Terrence here. Thank you. Pretty compelling story. How he started off, what he's what he's done with his business, businesses in plural, uh, and where he's taking it, and how he's separating make uh, separating himself apart from the rest of the of the contractors out there. Uh, thank you uh, very much, Terrence. And for episode three, uh, we're very excited uh, to have Talbot Gee, uh, the president of Hardy, will be joining us to talk a little bit about uh, that organization, what they do, some of the advocacy they do at Washington, DC, uh, where that organization is going. Uh, pretty excited. So join us uh, in March for episode three. And also do not forget, uh, if you are doing your work out there uh, in the mechanical room, uh, tag us with uh, Show Us Your Pipe. We will be picking our second uh, winner in the month of March. So with that said, uh, Matthew, uh, I guess I'll turn it over to you to outro us uh, uh, moving forward. Yeah, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, as always, this podcast is distributed by Anchor FM. You can listen there and you can listen on YouTube and Spotify and Google Podcasts. And if there's another place that you listen to your podcast material that we're not on, please 
get in touch. Uh, you can email me at info at centrotherm.us.com. And I will make sure that the Mechanical Room is available on your favorite streaming platforms. And with that, it's a wrap on episode two.